Welcome to The Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. I'm Mandy Fabian, and every week we test the limits of our friendship. We really do. Last week was a doozy. Uh, (laughs) Arguing over movies, books, uh, stage shows, whatever we can think of that we totally disagree on. So grab a couch and let's get to it. Yeah, I was just listening to last week's episode about the big D. And oh, I forgot. I forgot the D train. Yeah, the D train. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we. If really you watched the big D, maybe that was a different movie. <laughs> oh no, no, no! <laughs> I know you've seen it. You just don't tell people that you watch that stuff. <laughs> um, okay, I have several updates, Great. but I, one of them is kind of about the big D. Oh, so. But, oh, God. Okay. Well, first, there's a food update. I just want you to know, a friend has your best interests at heart, and she sent me this morning a little information on a floating cheese restaurant in London. Oh, in London? And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Well, we're going. I know you're going. You're going to come over there next March. No, I meant we're going. Oh, yeah. No, you you and I are going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. We are definitely going. Oh I, so I'm going to leave the planning and reservations to you, but there's a floating cheese restaurant. I think it's on a boat, but who knows? It might just be a table and chairs that float. Either way, I don't care if we're tubing. It's a cheese restaurant. Yes. It's your dream come true. So yep. there you go. Pip, pip, cheerio. Stretchy pants. Second thing I want to tell you. Yeah. Okay. We saw Matilda this weekend. My we daughter did. was in Matilda. Yes. I've I've done a that real was your turnaround. daughter? <laughs> Abby played the trunch bowl. She crushed it. Yeah. Uh, she was very big and I loved it. Uh, but um, but the uh I've done a turnaround on Matilda a little bit. Like it that book, that musical is about anti-intellectualism and they're the, the whole band books thing and the bullying and the little girl standing up for herself. And I think that musical has actually become more timely, not less. And that was really crazy for me to understand. I was so moved by it in a way that I did not enjoy it the first time I saw it. It is timely. Those themes are important. And I hate Matilda so much. It's just <laughs> not, I I cannot get on board. It's a show I just don't like as, yeah. as with all Roald Dahl. I just am yeah, anti-Matilda. So, very dark. Yeah. Very dark. Very bleak. But um, I mean, if your kids is... were doing Clockwork Orange, the musical, I would go see them in it. Like, there's no... Oh, I limit. Know. I would see your kids do anything. Yes. I'm is, way more picky when it comes to that. Right. For sure. Proof of my love. You're like <laughs> Little Mermaid. I think I'll move to London so I don't have to see Casey in it. That's the kind of friend you are. So. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, I think I will I will gather massive Fandy support of this. But but there is a blow up doll. There is a blow up. There's a there's a prop in the show where you there's a fake kid that you that the Trunchbull picks up and tosses around, spins around with her pigtails. Mm -hmm. And we used an inflatable, not a sex toy, but an inflatable, you know, doll. Yeah. And it broke on Friday and we had a crisis and we had to send several parents around town to sex shops to to go look for inflatable dolls. Yep. Okay, can I tell you they found one? Great. Patrick went into one and he did not find it. I think he was overwhelmed. Have you seen him it since was... he went into that store, though? <laughs> he has not Look, come home. It's no secret. Like, I know he's got adventurous imagination, oh. right? There's no... Okay. But, and he's not afraid of it. Like, uh, but I got to tell you, the 
the color of his face, of his complexion, when he came back and reported that there was no blow-up doll and that he needed to go home immediately and take a shower. I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> you're you're not a guy who frequents sex shops, okay? Sure. But this mom came back with something. No joke. Sexy stepdaughter. Oh. Uh, That's huh? not okay. Not okay. We were hiding the box from the kids. Yeah. We were like washing our hands yeah. and like boiling our eye, like yeah. boiling vinegar to put in our eyeballs as we were Oof. like taping up right. all the holes in this doll to use in our middle school production of Matilda. And you and I are both sexy stepdaughters. And even we don't approve. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did loan my lipstick because, <laughs> you know, I felt a kindred spirit. Sure, sure. Woo-wee. Oh. I mean, how crazy is that? That's gross. Well, yeah, especially because we think the doll might have been used because there was a hole in it. Well, there's not supposed that hole. to be a hole. Like okay. a leak. No, like <laughs> a small leak that you couldn't identify. Mm. There, All those holes, it, it was inevitable, right? Right. I just thought that was crazy. Ugh. Anyway, I just wanted to share. Hope everyone's having coffee and enjoying the imagery so of Abby flinging That's our discussion of children's theater. <laughs> Good for us. Nobody else cares about the other stuff. We just they? got on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got on a watch list when I posted if anybody had a child-sized blow-up doll. That was when oh, I got God. on the watch list. Oh, God. I was specific that it wasn't a sex toy, but some people were mad that I was being discriminating against the sex toys of the world. And it's nothing... And it turned out to be a sex toy. So <laughs> look at you. Having I know. your world expanded. It really was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I have updates about The Golden Bachelor. Okay. The finale has aired. He yep. has chosen his woman. It was okay. Teresa. <gasps> he destroyed Leslie's heart. Oh, no. And I, w- I was rooting Are for Leslie. Are you okay? I'm, I'm okay. I got to tell you, first of all, they broke all the rules of The Bachelor. He's supposed to wait till the finale and then the two ladies get all dressed up and come to the beach and he proposes to one of them and dumps the other one. That's the the premise of The Bachelor. But Ooh. he's too classy and kind. And he was like, I'm not going to let her get dressed up and come to the beach if it's not her. So he told her just, you know, yes, it had to be on camera, but he didn't make her go through that, which was classy as heck. We still love Gary. But she was crying and he's like, oh, oh, gosh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't feel that way. And she looks up at him and goes, I can feel whatever the fuck I want to feel. And you felt the world going, go, Leslie. Like she, you know, it was emotional. And then Uh when he chose Teresa, I thought, oh, mousy Teresa. Then they came Mm -hmm. on the show to celebrate their love. She's not mousy. She's she looked glamorous and gorgeous and she was full of personality and they're very, very happy and they're going to get married on TV and they're both really, really happy and their families are really happy and it was very oh. sweet and satisfying. So, Oh, well, that's really nice. How about that? Look at that. I I was a skeptic. I know. I did not believe that they would maintain a love that well, has we'll been see. totally... Well, we'll see. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> but no, I mean, they really are. They seem happy. How can you not look at two people in their 70s? Yes, of course. Who have fallen in love. It's really sweet. So, well, I, yeah, I'm sure they have fallen in love. But also, you know, I had a real close cat seat of the dating in your 70s mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have a tendency to fall in love maybe a little faster. 
Right. Because they're like, must find a mate. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Not saying it's not love, but I'm just saying I've seen a little bit more compromise in that age bracket. Yes. Meaning like you have a pulse, you'll do. Right. For anyone who doesn't know, your mom was a single lady in her 70s and just went through men. She always had a boyfriend and one in the wings and maybe several. And she... Cared about these guys, but wasn't really in love. But she right. liked them. But and every cared single and, one of them was like instantly in love. Let's get married. Can I? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Men need a woman to take care of them. Straight. Yeah. Men. But well, that's why I dated men in their 70s mostly <laughs> in my 20s. Because, right. Because they were, just you know, hungry. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. It was always a slight panic when we would go to your house and a guy would walk in and we would know, <laughs> oh, that's Linda's current guy. Crap. Which guy is this? What's his name? I'm not going to name names, but there were a few that I met several times. And yeah, I would just be like, hey, you. (laughs) So you're here tonight, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Classy. Linda kept it fun. Yeah, they had a good time. We should have done a fantasy league about her love life. (laughs) Uh, I really missed the boat. She would have delighted in that. I know. I know. And probably made bets. On her, well, yeah. If she had somebody on her league, on her team, she would have <laughs> married them just to win the league, and it's I would true. have respected the hell out of it. I'm, okay, I'm well, that's a good update. Rom-com. Okay, and then yeah. I did watch one more thing that I want to recommend. I had watched it before, but I'm watching it for work, and it's a very good, dark, twisted, fun movie called The Hunt, starring Betty oh. Gilpin and Hilary Swank, and it came out. Uh, in in 19, in 2020, mm-hmm. it couldn't get a major release because politically we were going through a hard time with January 6th. And this mm-hmm. was seen as something that might incite violence. So nobody so they didn't give it a major release, but oh. it is really worth a watch. It's very gory, very funny and very thought provoking. And it's a great ride. It's just a really fun Horror. I guess it's a horror movie because a lot of people die in gory ways, but the, they die yeah. more like Pulp Fiction, you know, okay. like where the blood yeah. just explodes and right. the deaths are bizarre and unexpected. It's not a you're not on the edge of your seat terrified. So okay. I really recommend it to you and the world, The Hunt. So it's heavy on the comedy, you're saying? It, there are a lot of laughs. It's really okay. well done. Okay. And I just I feel people didn't see it because it they just right. released it and snuck it in there. and. I want people to see it. Okay. I watched uh, Lessons in Chemistry and really enjoyed it, but I didn't, I'm not going to recommend it to you because I know you didn't like the book. Well, people are loving it. And I think we are going to try the show because, you know, why yeah. not? I put the book sure. down after maybe a third, but maybe the show will strike a chord. I like oh, all the, yeah. the actors involved. And so we're going to try it. They're so good. They're so good. The acting is so good. Oh, good. I mean, not as good as Matilda, but. Right. right, right. But, yeah. <laughs> but really good. Well, and that's on Apple TV, as is the sh- the movie we watched for this podcast, Fingernails. Yeah. Now. Yes. Interesting choice. Isn't it? Uh, what inspired you to come up with Fingernails as something that you wanted to see and wanted me to see? Okay. I'm not going to have Pete play the trailer because I think it'll be too quiet and confusing. I'm not sure people will really get what the movie's about. So uh-huh. I'm going to sum it up. Okay. Uh Somebody sent it to me as a suggestion, mm-hmm. and I thought the premise is very interesting. If there's a uh-huh. test you can take with your mate, 
if you pull out a fingernail and your mate pulls out a fingernail, you can tell if you're meant to be together. It, this is a uh, futuristic, futuristic concept. Yeah. But the world that we were in was very today. It's just yeah. that somebody has invented this technology and this test. And would you take it with your mate or not take it with your mate? And those types of things really interest me. And I thought it could spark yeah. really interesting conversation. But I was wrong. Yes. We don't have to talk about this movie. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you about the interesting conversation. It had a um, a Twin Flames, right? a Twin Flames kind of aspect to it. There was something that felt very desperate about the people who were desperate to try to connect and fall in love. Right. Um, the Luke Wilson character who plays the guy who runs the Love Institute, who has developed this test and now is the arbiter of whether or not people are in love. They have completely subjugated their own instincts, impulses, and there's become this sort of societal um, mandate, not a mandate, not not it's not compulsory but it's like the, it's a it's a litmus test for did you take the test were you positive people have sort of surrendered their idea about whether or not they're in love right. to whether or not their fingernails have matched in this machine right. that breaks every so often uh-huh. <laughs> so and he's created this test like that he is now the guy who knows whether people are in love or not and he tells them and that's kind of creepy and cultish and it involves a lot of people surrendering their own autonomy to this idea of, well, you're the one who will know whether I'm in love. That's right. what it reminded me of. It didn't. That's funny. It didn't spark Twin Flames vibes for me at all. And it was weird. It it was so dark, uh, not dark tonally. Oh. Just the movie was very dark and grainy and quiet. But Luke Wilson, you would think, would be this charismatic, I invented this thing and now I'm a billionaire. And that might have been more interesting because... His character was just sad and lonely, too, and was yeah. like, I failed the test with my wife, so I had to leave her. And it yeah. was all just blah. It was very, very dark and so quiet. And so, so they, just no one talks in this movie. Nobody talks. Jesse Buckley I mean, just stares a lot. Yeah. Riz, now, I love her. I love all these actors. Jesse Buckley, remind me, did we see her for the first time when that Olivia Coleman movie? Yes, well, for, oh. I did. What was it called? Uh, the the woman, the uh, Claire, she, the mother, or so, yeah, it was. She was great. Yeah, Claire, could you get on that? <clears throat> we did a podcast about it. We did. Um, um, and we've, anyway. I've seen her in other things too. She's so interesting and yeah, she uh, has She's a great singing a voice, actress. by the way. Um, yeah. So I didn't oh, know that. It's the lost daughter. Yeah. Okay. Right. But mm-hmm. she was also in Women Talking. She was extraordinary. Yes, that's right. Uh, yes. She was in I a season of Fargo that. that I haven't seen, but she uh, okay. is yeah. such a talented actress. I agree. But and what I, was up with her hair? Let's just Agreed. Yeah, I don't get it. Is that what the futuristic kind of we we have different like she's disconnected from her 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 life, her heart, her intimacy, her sensuality. So she cuts off all her hair to be like weird. Also know. because she's expected to fall in love with a robot. Now listen, I thought the casting was totally wrong here. <clears throat> I really did. I thought her boyfriend has these, the guy who plays her boyfriend, who I can Jeremy never remember his Allen name, White, Jeremy. The bear. Although Patrick is insistent that I have a crush on this guy. I don't even remember his last name, but I know he's got those big blue eyes that yeah. emote all kinds of vulnerability and sweetness. And he was the most open, caring, lovable boyfriend on the planet. 
And then the whole plot of the movie is that she's falling in love with her coworker who's a bit more icy and robotic. Like he's yes. not Riz he's Ahmed. Not a, yes. No personality. Actor. No personality. And uh, you're expected like yeah. what drew her to him? I thought in the beginning, 32 minutes in, I said, Oh, I get it. They're gonna test positive. She and Riz Ahmed are it's chemical. They can't help it. They're supposed to be together. But spoiler, no. No, they don't yeah. test positive. She keeps testing positive with her boyfriend. Right. Jeremy Allen White. I'm sorry, Jeremy Allen. Why did he take this role? White? There was no <laughs> right? big scene, no dialogue, no nothing for him. All he did was well, cuddle on the couch with her. It's a movie. I mean, maybe he I maybe he just thought the material was interesting. Like it's very artistic. The movie's extremely it reminded me a little bit of like the lobster. Mm, I didn't uh, see it, but I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I or Lost in Translation. Like yeah. I didn't like the movie at all. But yeah. I got that it was like artsy and fartsy and like meant to keep me uncomfortable, but I didn't enjoy it. Not at all. And yeah. um, to me, I think I told you last week, I thought it was going to be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind-ish, yeah. which is a movie I love. Yeah. And it makes you think, what would I do? Would I cure my heartbreak by erasing my memories or would I want to? Is it better to have loved and lost? It brings up all of these interesting things. So does this movie. Yeah. But who cares? <laughs> it was too grainy, dark, boring, slow. This movie yeah. was so slow. Yeah. It's just her staring out the window a lot. I felt very vindicated because I feel like, you know, you were saying that nothing happens in the D train. And then watching this, I was like, no, Mandy, nothing happens in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, that's, there was a lot of staring. There was a lot of them trying to, the storytelling being that they're going to fall in love, that they're meant to be together because they stare at each other. And I just didn't buy it for a second. There was no chemistry so we, with, no, with either none. man. Oh, my God. Even, I, I like... Jeremy Allen White. I do like him. I thought he was so soft and open and like, I don't know, there was something about him that I genuinely saw him as a guy who was trying, who was in love with her, who said he loved her mm -hmm. and was trying. He wasn't even not trying. She said, let's go get tested again. He was like, OK, let's do it. I mean, he really was not a bad guy. So No, he was not a bad guy. That's yeah. It, but they ate in silence. That is my worst nightmare. <laughs> they just sit and eat, and you can hear the clinking of the forks on the plates. Oh, my. I couldn't. I can't do anything in silence, let alone share a meal like that when Harry met Sally scene, where he's like, it's yeah. nice when you don't have to talk. <laughs> oh. I, um, I also think there was another one of your worst nightmares in this movie. There were a lot of them. Go ahead. The scene... So at this institute, they offer classes. They're classes, like a... Right. Yeah. Like you get some, lessons? what do they call You get them? some counseling and some therapy and classes before you take your test or something. Yeah, there are exercises. That's what they are. There's uh -huh. exercises that you do with your partner to sort of generate intimacy in the hopes that that will help you get a positive test. And um, there's one exercise where they blindfold this man and everyone in the exercises, all of these different couples are completely stripped to their underwear, men and women, mm -hmm. standing in a room. And then he is turned around so that he doesn't know where he is. And now he has to go and smell the naked people mm -hmm. and or semi-naked people and 
try to locate the one he loves by scent, by right. pure scent. He's not allowed to touch. He just has to smell people. Right. Um, and I thought, I was sorry that you were booked the day that they had the extras come in for that. Like, it combined I think all of really... my worst nightmares. <laughs> B.O., being in my granny panties in front of people. Like, it was... One nice thing is that they were not all models. They were very real people with real bodies. It's nice that they went that route instead of, you yeah. know. But, uh, yeah, no, it was awful. And the guy, the sniffer, looked just like Jeremy Allen White. He did, yeah. He Isn't was maybe 25, and he and his girlfriend were seeing if they were a match. Why cast a dude who looks just like, and I thought, well, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's well something to it. I didn't think beyond, oh, they kind of look similar. But now that you say it, I can imagine that there might have been a reason because she, the whole, there's a real crux in the story that, <laughs> this you. is a big plot. <laughs> uh, no, but like it, it, as far as I could tell, you you helped me because I was actually, I was going, why? I don't understand. Why? Why is he doing, why is he taking, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. He takes his own fingernail. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the. So the crux, she is obsessed with this young couple. She is really invested. This is her first time um, getting, you know, really working with a couple. She sees this chemistry. She believes they're in love and she wants them to have a positive result. So she's very invested. And I think that because that has, and, the, and she has to be so invested that when it looks like the guy is not going to take the test, getting his fingernail ripped off to see if he's in love, mm -hmm. the her partner, Riz Ahmed, Knowing that she's so invested in finding out if these kids have real love, he takes off a fingernail of his own to, to convince him. the guy to do it. Yeah. Right. And I go, what would, what on earth would ever uh, persuade him to do that except he wants her to be happy? Right. There's a theme of giving up what you love so that the other person can be happy a little bit as a sign of true love. Right. There's that comes up in the movie a little bit. So I think maybe it's some sort of, uh, you know, like maybe he reminds her so much of them when they were young. That's the only thing I can imagine. Maybe, but it was not gripping or interesting to me. It was just like, why does this guy look just like the other guy? I couldn't, I, no. I couldn't care. And that yeah. plot twist of, and I'm using that phrase real loosely because it didn't have a plot. <laughs> but Riz Ahmed says, I'll pull out my fingernail to show you how it's not that bad. Was so dumb. And it was such a device to then have her be able to test her fingernail with him and see if they're a match. It was just so, it was eye rolls central for me when he said, I, I'll show you. And Yeah. yeah. I, I was so grossed out by it. Yeah. I couldn't even be, was, I like, I was grossed out. I was like, what? A solid 15% of the people? movie is watching people try to pull off their entire fingernails while it's biting so down gross. on a wooden spoon. It's so awful. Uh, it's and awful. Then, they kept doing it again and again. I was like, ugh. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah. You pull At off the nail. my movie, the running theme is masturbation, you know, which is also hard to watch, but. <laughs> well, also, just practically speaking, we know I'm a yeah. practical person. Logical. There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Sure. So they bring in this nervous guy and they say, okay, we're going to pull out your fingernail. I hand this, Riz Ahmed hands the guy the spoon to bite down on. And he's like, don't worry, it just takes a second. Then Riz Ahmed goes to put on his latex gloves, which gives the guy time to go, uh-uh, I'm out, I can't do this, I'm too nervous. Why are you giving him the thing, then putting on the gloves, 
That takes a solid 45 seconds for the guy to panic. Why wouldn't you put on your gloves, be like, bite down, grip, right? Mm -hmm. So it's such a dumb lapse in logic there that I I know I'm being nitpicky, but there's (laughs) not much to talk about other than... Oh, there were several lapses (laughs) in logic. Yeah. A lot of them. Like, really... It was interesting because I know they were trying to put us in this world, but character choices for why would she do that? Why would they, you know, like there was a lot of that. I didn't. Yeah. A, a, a lot of it. <laughs> uh, things that she did and said, like in front of her partner, the machine too, like the whole, the whole weirdness of the machine, the the things that she didn't get their their complete surrender to the machine, I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. otherwise they're fully functioning people. Right. But the machine would give results and everybody clearly disagrees with the machine, but no one is. Right. But they're still letting it dictate. It. Yeah. They the machine looked like uh, in about 1980, we were the first yeah. family to have a microwave. Yeah. And I can still remember it was this giant dial that you had to turn and people would come to our house and say, what's that? It was a microwave oven. It was a big deal. But now it looks like a jokey prop. And that's what yeah. the machine looked like. A jokey prop from the 80s. With like retro 80s yep. vhs kind of yep. numbers. And yep. it was it was very odd. Well, clearly, unless you have anything else to say, I would like to reveal that this did a lot better on Rotten Tomatoes than the D-Train. With a 61% by critics and 45% by audiences. So that is double the scores of the D-Train. They're wrong. No, it's not double. I will pull that document up. It's not. This was, D-Train was way better than this movie. D-Train was 54% by critics, 25% Uh, by audiences. Well, because audiences are homophobic, but they're not afraid to have people. And also, I would question how many audiences really watched this. Or D-Train. It just, it's like two guys and they de- they just determine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'd like to move on to happier things if you're ready. Okay, sure. So um, before we play our game, yeah. I would like to tell everybody that The Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. Oh, yes. And guys, if you want to really get into our jingle bells this year. I just did it. I just went holiday. Well, we're going Um, holiday. That's what this is all about. I know. Uh, So please do go to your Apple podcast and leave us five stars a review if you haven't already. We love hearing from you. Uh, We love hearing your suggestions. We love answering your questions. And that's a great way for us to get to know you. So please do that. And become a Fandy at mandcave.com slash Fandy. You get bonus content, birthday messages, and we are going to be releasing. Well, I think we'll be releasing episodes when you're in London for everybody, but they will be occasional. But maybe we'll do some bonus fun stuff for our Fandy's ears only. Absolutely. You can join us on Discord, mandcave.com slash Discord. Talk to us there. And please, please. Get some merch for the holidays. Mandcave.com slash merch. Yeah, in our pre-show, I talked a little bit about some of our merch. So yes, yes. Did. go get it. Go get it. Make your friends and family happy again. Okay. Okay. As one game, yeah. we could um pull out our fingernails mm-hmm. and silently test whether or not you and I are a good match. And oh, stare that's out the a window. Great idea. That's yeah. that's your first choice. Okay. Or the Definitely. second game is mm-hmm. to see how many holiday movies you can guess. 
Okay, that's a maybe that's a better one. What? I I I had the grossest, I had the grossest thought when you were like, we need to pull out our fingernails. I was like, no, let's pull out our tampons and see if they're a good match. But also I know that you and I don't have tampons. No. Not <laughs> not at the moment. It's been months. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, okay. So here's but what that I'm is a do. way to know if you're in love, by the way, just so you know. Tampons. Yeah, good that's real. Know. That's how the fingernails movie got inspired. Okay. I'm going to do what you do, which is set a timer for a minute and see how many Christmas movies, holiday movies you can guess. I set a loose minute, okay? (laughs) Everything you do is loose. So so then I'd like to reverse it. I will, I just basically Googled Christmas movies and I'm looking at a bunch of them and then I'll close my window and you can do the same and do ones that I didn't do for me. And we'll see who can get more holiday movies. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, you do have an advantage because you're seeing titles. Well, but I'm only seeing one screen and there's hundreds Fair of enough. them, you know, so you'll just go past the ones that we do together. Why are you looking for loopholes? Already you're <laughs> accusing me of cheating. I like to win. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm very competitive. I'm an honest person. Okay, so one minute, loose okay. minute. My my yes. phone does not have a loose minute option. Oh, so that's weird. It is weird. Okay. All right. I usually you- just mime the timer. <laughs> Uh, and then you? I do an Old Spice commercial in my head. <laughs> That's how I do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, the evening prior to the big holiday, but it's a bad dream. Tim Burton movie. Oh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Bill Murray, uh, Three Ghosts Visit Him. Oh, yeah. The Scrooged. Yes. Um, oh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Dad's going to kill Ralphie. It's Christmas Story? Yes. Um, oh, okay, this... Movie. You hate that movie? Okay, let's move on. Move on. Ah. Um. Okay. This one is with Billy Bob Thornton, and he drinks, and he's dressed. Oh yeah, up. Bad Santa. Yes. This is the Griswolds. Uh. Oh, holiday. National Lampoon's Christmas. Right. Uh, yes, but uh, what's the name of that movie? The Griswolds participate in a movie. Oh. Uh. Gris- they, they I don't go know. on a. They get a in the car. Holiday vacation. Go, Chris- yes. Christmas vacation. There you go. <gasps> oh, uh, Will you. Ferrell is. Elf. Yes, and George Bailey. Thinks oh, he wants to it's die. a wonderful life. Yes. And oh, Kevin McAllister is stuck. It, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, Home Alone. Yes. Um, oh, this one is a uh, loose, loose minute. Uh, <laughs> he's nipping at your nose. Oh, Rudolph. No, he's nipping at your nose. Oh, Jack Frost. Yes. Okay. That's where we'll stop. So oh. you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm such a good Whoa. counter. Now I'm going to close my window. You come up with your own list. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. What is your favorite Christmas movie? I think we probably talked about this last year. I truly do love It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. I know it's dark, but I do love it. Mine is Uh, Elf, hands down Elf. Love Elf. Oh, yeah. But Christmas Story Mm -hmm. is second and of course you don't like it oh god <laughs> something is wrong with you Ugh, I, I, I didn't like it at all it's the whole okay this is really i'm not seeing um i'm not seeing movies that i know uh sorry i don't i'm seeing i'm not seeing any movies that i know they're all new movies and i don't know how to tell them because i haven't seen them yet wait what do i put most popular christmas movies yeah or holiday movies, or Christmas classic movies, or whatever you want. Okay, okay. Sorry, that's all right. 
Christmas classic movies. You hear those sleigh bells ringing and ding, 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 ling, ding, 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 dong, ding. Okay. All right. We'll we'll try this. This seems better. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Ready? Okay. uh, Loose minute coming your way and go. Okay. Uh, Well, there's the one where he gets the tree and it's the play. It's the Snoopy's there. Oh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Yes. Uh, And then this is the mean green guy who takes all the stuff. The Grinch stole Christmas. How Uh the Grinch stole Christmas. Yep. And then, uh, oh, this is, um, it had uh, uh, George Clooney's aunt in it. Rosemary Clooney's in it. And White it's Christmas. A, yes. And this is, um, oh, my one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, it's not about hate, in fact. It's about... Love, actually. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, this is the, um, it happened on a very specific block in Manhattan, and it was wonderful. Miracle on 34th Street. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this is about a guy who's uh, kind of like Olaf, but a different dude. The snowman. Frosty the Snowman? Yes. Uh, and then there's a there's a one and it was furry and didn't uh, all of the didn't get to play with any Rudolph. of his other furry friends. Yes. All right. Uh, That's my minute. OK, good. That's good because I had to find I ran out of. Well, how many? I think you got more than I did. Well, I had I seriously can't find. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, um, how many did you get? Oh, I think you got probably six. I don't know. I wasn't. I was looking up the. I wasn't writing it down. I'm sorry. Probably no, that's six. Okay. Well, but you hey, did. You got yeah. the. You got nine. You have one Christmas. You do well, have the unfair advantage of not being Jewish, but that's okay. Yeah. I th- I'm sorry. I don't even think that's an advantage in most areas of life, but I will take it when it comes to the games. But I would also bet that you've probably watched more Christmas movies than I have. Well, I've never seen Miracle on 34th Street. I, I was proud I of myself. think you I haven't have either. either. Yeah. yeah. I was proud of myself um, for coming up with that. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think I'm going to assign you a Christmas movie that I'm curious to see what you think. Okay. It's uh it's a new one. A friend of mine wrote it. Okay. So I'm curious to see it. Um a classic Christmas movie starring Eddie Murphy, Candy Cane Lane. Oh, I think I saw the trailer for it. Okay. We had a wide release in theaters and now it's out on Amazon Prime. Great. And uh yeah. So we're going to watch Candy Cane Lane. I can't there was somebody oh Tracy Ellen Ross and there was somebody else in it that I like. Eddie Murphy? No, but there was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> You well, can keep saying his name, and he's a very talented man, but I, there was somebody else. I'm very glad to see him still in movies. I I really, from the olden days, from high school, I loved Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I had Raw memorized, so I'm excited to do this one. Yes. All right, great. Yay. And, All right. And the title's built right in Mandy Kane Lane. Oh, come on. It doesn't get better than that. All right. <laughs> Until next week. Merry Until Christmas. Until next week. Oh, thanks. Merry Christmas to you. 